Three more points for Connor McDavid against the Vegas Golden Knights continues to leap him into a stratosphere that not many have been in before. We break down the numbers behind Connor McDavid's unbelievable season on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Your Locked On Oilers, your daily podcast on the Edmonton Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Oilers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I am your host and former Oilers game day producer, Brett Holden. As mentioned on today's episode, we're going to start off with Connor McDavid's season so far. He has had an absolutely legendary, historic season right in front of our eyes, and there's still seven games left in the NHL season. What has he already accomplished so far this year, and what can he still accomplish with time to go in the 2022-2023 season? Well, we will talk about that in just a second. But also on today's episode, one of the biggest wins, if not the biggest win, of the season for the Edmonton Oilers in Las Vegas last night as the Edmonton Oilers put up a touchdown on the Vegas Golden Knights and bring themselves within three points of the Pacific Division lead The Edmonton Oilers had a very big game in Vegas last night. We will talk about that a little later on. And to wrap up, as we do after every Edmonton Oilers game, the good, the bad, and the ugly from the game and games between the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. And we're going to bring in the Arizona Coyotes game on Monday. All that and much more on today's episode of Locked On Oilers. Thank you for making Locked On Oilers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you find your podcast. Alrighty, let's start off with Connor McDavid. As last night, Connor McDavid scored three assists for the Edmonton Oilers against the Vegas Golden Knights, bringing his season total up to 83 assists. Now, We did this similar thing when it came to Connor McDavid's 60th goal of the year. But now on the season, 60 goals, 83 assists, 143 points. This is something that the NHL has not seen in a very, very long time. So I decided to break down some of the numbers that we have seen in Connor McDavid's year and talk about how special this season has really been for him so far but also taking a look at some of the numbers he can still attain with the amount of games left in this NHL season. And we're going to start off with the number seven. The number seven represents two things. The first thing being the number of games left in this NHL season. But it also represents the amount of points Connor McDavid is away from 100 and 50 points. That in itself, 150 points is going to be an absolute milestone, but even being seven points away from it is mind boggling in itself. Next is the number 10, and that is the number of goals away he is from 70 goals on the year. Now, the next number being 72 
is the amount of games it took Connor to get to 60 goals. One game before Austin Matthews the year before. That is a very convoluted way of putting this whole thing into perspective. We have not seen something like this since potentially, like, again, this is one game behind Austin Matthews, who is a prolific goal scorer. Everybody knows Austin Matthews can score, blah, 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 blah. Connor McDavid went out there this year and said, okay, not only can I score 60 goals, but I can also do it quicker than Austin Matthews. Yes, you can say it's one game, but it doesn't matter. It was still quicker than Austin Matthews. Next up is the number 19. 19 is the amount of points that Connor McDavid has in the last nine games. And speaking of the number nine, number nine is the amount of games he has a point in in a row consecutively for the Edmonton Oilers right now. He is one game away having a point in that next game from another 10 straight game point streak. That is absolutely NHL 2023 numbers. Those are video game numbers. And Connor McDavid is doing it right in front of our eyes. And we're taking advantage of it all. We are not really, really soaking in the greatness that we are seeing right in front of us. The next number, six. Six is the points away from the 1995-1996 total of Yamir Yager, who got 149 points in 1995-1996. And that would be if Connor McDavid were to get six more points and tie Yamir Yager, that would be the most amount of points we have seen in the NHL in the last 30 years. I wasn't even born. And I sit here and say sometimes I'm an old lad. I wasn't born the last time we have seen anything like this before. He could get up to the 160 that uh, uh, Mario Lemieux put up. Not too bad, but eh, may need a couple extra games. If you include playoffs, he'll certainly get there. Next is a year, 2018-2019. And that was the last time this many points were scored in the NHL, and that was done by Nikita Kucherov with 143. Connor McDavid just passed that. Well, he just tied it last night, but let's be real, Connor McDavid is going to get another point this year. The next year that we have is 2005-2006, and this is, as mentioned already, the most points we have seen since the NHL lockout. Pretty decent. 65. 65 is the most amount of goals scored in a season since the lockout, and that was Alexander Ovechkin, meaning Connor McDavid is only five goals away from the most amount of goals or tying the most amount of goals since the lockout. Couple more numbers to run by you before we wrap up this segment. The first one being the number one. And that is how many more assists Connor McDavid needs to tie 2006-2007 Sidney Crosby's assist total 
in what would literally be a generational number. Handing the torch from generation to generation, one assist away from tying Sidney Crosby from 2006 to 2007. Again, almost 20 years ago, Connor McDavid is reaching those numbers. Couple more numbers here. 96. 96 is Joe Thornton's assist number from 2005-2006. That would be the most amount of assists, excuse me, since the NHL lockout in 05 or 0405. That would be the number Connor McDavid would need to reach to reach the assist total or assist record 96 to his already 83 might be a bit of a tall task. But we do have the projected numbers as to what Connor McDavid may finish this season with. The first being 66. 66 is the amount of goals Connor McDavid is projected to finish the season with. Beating Alexander Ovechkin's 65, which would mean he would score the most amount of goals in a single NHL season since the NHL lockout in 2004-2005. And that would be absolutely astonishing. The next number, 91, his projected amount of assists in this year's season, which would also bring him within four of that, or uh, five, excuse me, of that uh, Joe Thornton number, would obviously pass Sidney Crosby as well, and would put Connor McDavid in the top two most assists since the NHL 2004-2005 lockout. Only five behind Thornton. Right in front of our eyes. The final number of this segment for Connor McDavid showing just how special this season truly is. 100 and 57. The projected number that Connor McDavid could potentially get before the end of the season, bringing his season total three points back from the most amount of points seen in a single NHL season in over 30 years. And that has all been done by none other than number 97, the captain of the Edmonton Oilers, the first overall pick from 2015, Connor McDavid. Greatness right in front of our eyes, and it continues to not only be right in front of our eyes, but it also continued on the ice in Las Vegas last night as the Edmonton Oilers pulled off a massive, and I cannot exude massive any bigger 7-4 win for the Oilers over the Vegas Golden Knights in Las Vegas. Let's talk about that game in just a second, but first, today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The tournament is heating up and there is no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to one 
thousand dollars that's up to one thousand dollars back if your first bet doesn't win just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up today and get your no sweat first bet then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team will be cutting down the nets at the end of the tournament i had ucla and now I'm just praying it's not FAU. Either way, it's all on an app that is safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss out on your shot at a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. When you join FanDuel today, just go to fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Alrighty, let's get into last night's game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. As the Edmonton Oilers put up a touchdown on the Vegas Golden Knights, getting a massive 7-4 victory in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Arena. As mentioned, Connor McDavid, three assists on the night, but he wasn't the star of the show. The star of the show, none other than Ryan Nugent Hopkins, he gets a goal and four assists on the night. He gets points 93, 94, 95, 96, and oopsies, I forgot about point number 92. Connor McDavid is going to eat his heart out taking a look at the numbers that Ryan Nugent Hopkins is putting up this season consistently every game he is a threat and making the Edmonton Oilers a better team each and every night are you shocked because I'm not Ryan Nugent Hopkins has consistently been the most disrespected first overall pick ever ever and this year now everybody's going oh who would have thought Ryan Nugent Hopkins could do a thing like that? Well, if you ever watch Ryan Nugent Hopkins, probably now. Because this has been brewing for a while. And for Ryan Nugent Hopkins to produce a goal and four assists, five points, his 96th of the season against the Pacific Division leaders in the Vegas Golden Knights, coming off of a game that the Edmonton Oilers probably should have had a better hold of in Arizona, and as well losing in overtime in a heartbreaking fashion against the same Vegas Golden Knights team? That not only shows that you're a star in the NHL, that shows that you are a leader of a winning hockey team. And it's taken 12 years for this to finally happen to Ryan Nugent Hopkins. It's fantastic to see. But it couldn't have been done without that supporting cast in Zach Hyman. Evander Kane. And the fact that those two players are in the supporting cast deal, well, that's pretty impressive. Last night, Evander Kane also getting his 300th NHL goal in his career. He and Leon Dreisaitl go back-to-back on that uh, own milestone between the two of them, and one more Oiler is one goal away from that. That is Connor McDavid. I'm sure most people would have imagined that uh, heading into the Arizona game where none of them had their 300th goal. I don't think many people had Connor McDavid being the last one reaching 300. But that shows 
that it's not just Connor McDavid's team. It's not just Leon Dreisaitl's team. And yes, Leon Dreisaitl chipped in with a goal and assist, including a potential assist of the year candidate right there against the best team in the Pacific Division. It's not just them. Nick Bukestad got an assist. Warren Fogle getting his uh, fourth point, or uh, excuse me, Devin Bouchard getting his fourth point in three games. And Warren Fogle also getting an assist in this one. Darnell Nurse with six points, uh, with a six-game point streak as well. Zach Hyman with his 33rd goal of the year. These are guys all over the lineup who are producing. And they're producing without the name McDavid or Dreisaitl on the back of their jerseys. Now, the Edmonton Oilers over the last 14 games, 11-2-1. And, and since the addition of Matias Ekholm, 11-1-1. That's pretty good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't, I'm not much of a mathematician, but I hear that's pretty decent. With that win, though, the Edmonton Oilers now creep in within three points of the Pacific Division lead, three points of the Western Conference League, one point behind their next opponent, who they play on Thursday, who just lost in Calgary last night, the Los Angeles Kings for second in the Pacific Division. And all of a sudden, we sit here, see the Edmonton Oilers manhandle the best team in the Western Conference, are the question marks still there? Are you convinced yet? Because now you're seeing on national television, on national sports news, that you're hearing the terms like, the Oilers are a wagon. This is a really good team. Could this team be a real contender? Yeah. Yeah, they are. And I have said this once before, and I will say it again. There is no team in the Western Conference, in the, especially in the Western Conference playoff window, conversation, that even scares me if I'm the Edmonton Oilers. You just put up a touchdown against the Vegas Golden Knights. A touchdown. Did you allow a fourth goal in the last minute? Yeah. But really, that was a 7-3 game, a very boring Monday nighter, which, let's be real, watching all the primetime games in the NFL, this game would have fit right in. You can beat teams like the Dallas Stars. You know about the Winnipeg Jets, and the Edmonton Oilers can beat the Minnesota Wild pretty easily. We all know how the Edmonton Oilers have fared in a couple of very odd games against the Seattle Kraken, but we all know the Oilers can beat the Kraken. The Winnipeg Jets are, uh, well, a couple points away from the Bedard race. We all know about Colorado, who's won the Stanley Cup, but I have said on Locked On NHL Western Conference Tuesdays that I'm not really scared about the Colorado Avalanche because most of their returning players, it's going to be step one where everybody else is going to be in playoff mode. Not really worried about the Colorado Avalanche. Then you get to the LA Kings, who are probably the Edmonton Oilers' first-round opponents. The Edmonton Oilers beat that team in seven games, albeit seven games, a difficult, difficult series. They're a new team. 
Jonathan Quick is gone. In fact, he was the one who got lit up in Vegas last night by the Edmonton Oilers. He almost looked like the Las Vegas Strip. Do you really think that a goaltending tandem, sorry, I'm trying not to laugh, a goaltending tandem of Phoenix Copley and Jonas Corbisalo is going to stop Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Zach Hyman, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Evander Kane, Kyler Yamamoto, Nick Bukestad, Darnell Nurse, Evan Bouchard, Matthias Ekholm. The list can go on and on and on and on and on. Do you think that they're ready for that? The team in front of them? Sure, maybe. In fact, again, they gave the Edmonton Oilers the biggest run for their money in the playoffs last year. In fact, they also have a very healthy Drew Doughty to also complement that very young core who now has experience in the playoffs against your team. But I'm not convinced by any means by this LA Kings team. And that's not to say that they're not probably right now the hottest, if not the best team in the NHL right now. But when it comes to a seven-game series, two games in Los Angeles, two games in Edmonton, one game back in LA, one game back in Edmonton, one game back in LA, or if the Oilers do take home ice advantage, two games in Edmonton, two games in LA, one game in Edmonton, one game in LA, and game seven in Edmonton, I am taking Edmonton in that seven-game series every time. This game last night showed you that this team can play and put up against any team in the Western Conference and showed the rest of the NHL that the Edmonton Oilers are true Stanley Cup contenders. Alrighty, let's get into the good, the bad, and the ugly from not only last night's game against the Vegas Golden Knights, but the Monday Nighter as well against the Arizona Coyotes. We will talk about that in just a second. Alrighty, let's wrap up today's episode with the good, the bad, and the ugly from last night's and Monday night's game between the Edmonton Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights and the Arizona Coyotes, as uh, we'll start off with the good and the good being the battering of a contender, a 7-4 victory for the Edmonton Oilers. And it was a statement win. We just talked about how important that win was for the Edmonton Oilers, but it really shows the fact that the Edmonton Oilers can not only beat contenders, not only be in games against the contenders, but beat them heavily batter them and the Edmonton Oilers did that once again against the Vegas Golden Knights and this isn't the first time the Oilers have beat a really good team you take a look at the Boston Bruins earlier this year without a point from Connor McDavid and a secondary assist from Leon Dreisaitl we have seen big wins for the Edmonton Oilers over teams like the Dallas Stars like uh, the Minnesota Wild we have seen actually I don't think the Oilers won earlier this year against the Minnesota Wild but um, the Edmonton Oilers have had massive wins and marquee wins throughout this year and this is just another one of those wins this year so the good being the battering of a contender the bad this goes back to the Monday night game between the Arizona Coyotes, but where was the performance that we saw from the Edmonton Oilers against Vegas against the Arizona Coyotes? The Edmonton Oilers win the game. It's a little bit of a, ah, the, you know, the Oilers blew a two-goal lead. 
Then they ended up coming back. The Oilers win the game 5-4. They were up 4-2. They allowed the first goal. Matias Michelli almost gets a hat trick. The Edmonton Oilers just were never in control of that game. Then you get to Vegas, and yeah, it was a 3-2 first period. But after that, it was all Oilers all the time. And I said in the episode yesterday that, well, the Edmonton Oilers seem to have this issue of playing down or up to the level of their competition. The Edmonton Oilers didn't play up to the level of competition of the Vegas Golden Knights. They were the level of competition against the Vegas Golden Knights. So much so to the point where Bruce Cassidy, the head coach of the Vegas Golden Knights, said... We tried to play like the Edmonton Oilers tonight. We tried to beat the Oilers at their own game. We have a good offense, but we don't have the Edmonton Oilers offense. Where was that against Arizona? It was a fun game. It was a great game if you were there to watch it as a a fan. But then you go and do this against the Vegas Golden Knights. It almost seems like those two games should have been flipped. It seemed like the Oilers and the 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 Vegas Golden Knights should have been a 5-4 game and a 7-4 game between the Oilers and the Coyotes. So the bad is, where was this against Arizona? The ugly from last night's game between the Oilers and the Vegas Golden Knights. And you can also rope this into the Arizona game as well, but that's Four goals against. That has been, I believe, off the top of my head, the fourth straight game that the Edmonton Oilers have allowed four goals or more in a game. They have won three of those four, but that's not really sustainable. You can also make the argument that the fourth goal against was also, or in the game last night, was also with a minute 20 left in the the third period, you know, even Jonathan Marcheseau, who scored the goal, just kind of went, ah, okay, and skated off to, to the bench. Wasn't an important goal. And you can always do the, oh, but what if it was three seconds left in a tie game, Stanley Cup final? You can always do that. But you just want to see more effort maybe in that sense, especially when that game seemed not necessarily out of hand because I see it, I felt that the Edmonton Oilers were always in control of that game even when it was out of hand. They didn't let Vegas really play in their own end too much with it. But you can't be allowing four goals a game down the stretch. You can't be allowing four goals a game in the playoffs. I mean, we all want another Battle of Alberta. That was a fun one last year as well. But let's be real. If you want to be a contending team, you cannot allow four goals every single night. So the good, the bad, and the ugly from the last two games against the Vegas Golden Knights and the Arizona Coyotes, the good being the battering of a contender, a 7-4 touchdown. For the Oilers over the Vegas Golden Knights. The bad being, where was that against the Arizona Coyotes? 7-4 against Vegas, but only 5-4 against the Arizona Coyotes? What is this? And the bad, or the ugly, excuse me, we already went to the bad. The ugly being four goals against in numerous consecutive games. The Edmonton Oilers need to hash out those potential defensive problems. But we all know the Edmonton Oilers can evidently 
outscored their defensive problems. We shall see if the Edmonton Oilers can outscore their defensive problems against the second-best defensive team in the league over the last 10 games and one of the hottest teams in the NHL since the All-Star break. That is the Los Angeles Kings. As the Los Angeles Kings come into town tomorrow night, Thursday night, 7 o'clock, puck drop at Rogers Place, a rematch from the first round of last year's playoffs and a potential first-round preview of this year's playoffs all at Rogers Place tomorrow night. Hopefully at the end of that one, we can all play La Bamba, baby.